Welcome to the Queer Arabs Podcast. This is Alia. And Ellie. And we are here with two guests in the UK. Pedro, can you introduce yourself? And then we'll, then Ali, I'll ask you to do the same. Of course, my name is Pedro. I'm Brazilian. I'm living in London for five years now. And I'm working on, on a project that we'll be talking about, I guess, in this episode. And I am Ali Jamil. I am originally from Iraqi Kurdistan. And I've been in London for the past five years. And I volunteer with Pedro on the UMM. Can you talk about the uh, project? I was really excited to read about it. It, it. I'm very excited to to be part of it. You know, this project is 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 being done by the Love Tank, and the Love Tank is a community interest uh, organization company in uh, in London. There were is a non profit organization that works with uh, community underserved communities uh, in the city. And we have different projects supporting Black uh, Health and other ones. There's the one that we're most known of, which is called Team Prepster, which is the the one that we advocate for the PrEP, the use of PrEP being free in the UK. And if you don't know, PrEP is a medicine that you take to prevent HIV. And now, we, since June of this year, we started doing this um, project. That is the one that I'm coordinating and Ali is volunteering, that is called Queer Migrant Men, or QMM for short. And this project, it, it started because as a migrant here, maybe Ali relates to that, I don't know. It was so strange for me to understand how to access health services in London, especially sexual health services, because it was hard for me to find people in which I could talk to so in order to get the information, it's not the sort of thing that I talk to my friends, like, hey, you know, I have a discharge from my penis, you know, what do I do, <laughs> you know? So one day I was working with another organization at the time I was volunteer for them. And I come across this, this client that, that he, he had recently been diagnosed with HIV. And the, the way he found out that he's been diagnosed with HIV to me was really dramatic and made me feel really angry with how the system would work because he only found out he was HIV positive because he was admitted in emergency services in in the NHS NHS is the national health service in London it is a free uh, is a free for all unless you're migrant you see <laughs> and then the way that it happened actually it is free for migrant but I'll go on that later the way that happened is that he could only access the sex, the services, health services, if he was in an emergency. And he was only admitted in the hospital because he has a very uh, serious case of pneumonia. He was in the hospital, he stayed there for a week and then decided to run a test for HIV. And that's how he found out he was HIV positive. So they only found out that he was, he only found out that he was HIV when he was already with AIDS, you know. Um, and the difference between HIV and AIDS is uh, basically the amount of the viral load. So he was in a very high risk. He didn't know that he was at, uh, uh, his health was, was at risk. And he only found out that when he was um, when he was almost dying of pneumonia, you know. And to me, that is really sad because there are so many tools available in the UK for free that could have stopped him from becoming so ill. But because he doesn't speak English and because he doesn't have, he, he believes 
that this healthcare system would charge him money if he accessed it. He didn't go, you know. So that made me so angry, and 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 we start discussing that at the love tank. How can we support these communities? So we came with this um, project. Yeah, and so there just wasn't. So you said that there are avenues for people to get the coverage, but there's just like a lack of information. Exactly, because the NHS is free. NHS again is the the national health service in in the UK. It's free, free for everyone. You know, it's confidential as well, and they they won't leak your information to the home office. You know, if you access it, the only thing is if they refer you to another service. So let's say that you feel you have a pain in your back. And you go to the GP. Mm-hmm. The GP won't say anything to anyone. It will treat your pain in the back. It's fine. But if the GP thinks that it's a slip disc, for example, they will refer you to uh, a specialist. Yeah. And then, because of this referral, they call it secondary care. This becomes um, that can be charged. That this service can be charged, and mm-hmm. you can be uh, referred to the home office, which is the agency that controls migrants basically if you were staying in the country legally or not so basically what i'm trying to say that is sexual health is free and confidential for everyone in london and in the uk and that's what we want people to know got you okay in the case that there is a specialist who comes into the picture i guess if it comes to like when it comes to sexual health like would that put a barrier on uh, on what's accessible? No, let's say that you oh. go to a sexual health clinic mm-hmm. and you get tested for HIV. You'll be referred to a doctor. This doctor, will re- all the information will remain confidential and it will remain free for you. It doesn't matter if you have a valid visa. It doesn't matter where you're from, if you're a migrant or not. Gotcha. You'll still be able to access the service, the treatment, and for the rest of your life, if you stay illegal in this country for the rest of your life, they mm. used to provide because the whole sexual health segment of NHS is free for everyone. That's great. Um, um, yeah, it sounds like the information access is the biggest barrier then. I imagine when you when you come to the UK, they don't give you a big packet that says, here's how to access um, health services. It's, 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 it, that's the thing, you know, and there was a research that was released recently. If I'm wrong, it was Public Health England that released the research uh, saying that the biggest um, the, the biggest feedback they had, it was why don't the Home Office give us this information when we arrive about how to access health services in the UK? Because they ask for so many things and they contact us so, so often with your, your visa is about to expire, stuff like that. You know? yeah. So why they don't just split uh, an email, you mm-hmm. know, saying, hey, he's a, here are your rights in this country. You know? Right. That would have been very helpful. Yeah. We still have the, the language barrier. It still be a mm-hmm. challenge, you know, for, for many people. And, um, right. But there are, there are people that can, can translate for you, including our, our team, you know, like, for example, Ali speaks Arabic as well as English. So if there's anyone in London that requires any support, you know, we'll be able to help. I could help in Portuguese. Ali can help in Arabic. We have other volunteers yeah. that speak Spanish, Mandarin as well, and Polish. So 
Nice. So we could help people as well. Um, if, if there's anyone out there listening to this podcast right now, they need help, you know, you can contact us. Contact information will be given at the end of the episode and included with the episode information on the website. Yeah. Um, Ali, do you want to talk about like your role with in this project? I originally moved to London five years ago to do my master's, right? I mean, like all being queer and stuff, I didn't know about that because I live in Iraq and in Iraq it's a forbidden thing. And then saying that as well, you know, like sexual health there, it's not something that everyone talks about it. And it's like very... I mean, we have, H- you, you hear about HIV, I don't know, once a year or like mm. you, you hear it like very rarely. So when I moved here, I didn't have this idea in my head like, oh, HIV or like uh, sexually transmitted uh, infections and stuff mm. like that. But because I think I was lucky because I was, stud- I was at uni and I had people and I was talking to them. I had access to them. And then when I moved here, of course, you pay for NHS. And then they told us we have to register. We had someone at university. They were telling us what to do, like where to go with the NHS. But still, I didn't know anything about sexual health. And then when I got to realize about myself, I, I, I am a queer and I started to get to know, you know, what's happening. And this was all, again, it was all about me asking and then having like good people around me. Otherwise, as Pedro said before, there are people, they come here, they have no clue what's going on. And then they come into this big city and then I, no one knows. And then for them, it's just going on the app or they go to the club and then it's just for them. They don't know what's happening. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's uh, yeah, you are diagnosed with something. And then you have uh, you are transmitting uh, all these diseases, like the disease that you have. So and then later I applied for uh, asylum and I was going through the asylum process, which is in UK. Oh, my God. Like it's been like a couple of years for me waiting, waiting, waiting. And then during this time, I felt I had to do something for um, my like the people who are in the same situation for me. I, I, I am lucky because I was here in a different circumstances. I had my master's and I had the job. I had, uh, you know, I knew people like I am outgoing. I could get to know people and stuff like that. And through my work, there was this lady and then she told me about one of the NGOs called Spectra. They were working on um, HIV prevention, PrEP and distributing condoms in um, different clubs, like on, on the... the like places which is like for gay men they hang out and stuff like that so i met one of the guys who was working for qmm and was with pedro and he was like oh we have we are working on this project uh, would you be happy to volunteer and stuff and then i like i i read about it, it was it was such a uh, a project it made me like oh my god yes it's this is the thing like this is the when I can, this is the project which will help me to help other people like who are in a situation that they don't have the privilege that I had in the sense that I had knowledge and stuff. So that's how it started to, uh, to be with, the, with, uh, with QMM. By the way, I love uh, 
the podcast. I have uh, I listen to it uh, most of the time, and especially I like the yeah. I like the Arabic um, um, version ones. Yeah, but you guys have uh, slowed down on it. But... I know we're actually looking <laughs> we're looking for someone who can do it consistently. Um, we loved having the Arabic episodes Aww. so much, and so. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping to get someone who can like do it consistently again. Um, Ali was the one who mentioned about you guys to me because it was oh, like, awesome. guys, we need, we need spaces where we can talk about project, project. We need you know people to hear about the the world of of sexual health. And I was like, yes. I know the guys. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you hooked yeah. us up. Thank you. He was the bridge. He yeah. was the bridge. Yes. <laughs> I think I think listening to queer Arab, it's it's quite interesting to. This is the the thing. Like in the UK, you will not know. Like if you like in Iraq, I didn't know UK is like that until I moved mm-hmm. here and I lived it here myself. There, it's always like focused on. For example, black people. We mm-hmm. were the other day. We went to an event. We were talking about this project. Then we were talking with one of the. A gentleman there he was saying uh, we are like sometimes we like testing and going to health clinic and going to play it's not in our um, culture like mm-hmm. um, he was saying it's if we go there for a sexual health clinic it means something bad or mm-hmm. like we have to be shameful about it mm-hmm. and to be honest it's the same thing like this is how i felt as well I was like, oh, if I go there, people will think that I'm having sex. Can you imagine having sex? Oh my god! God. (laughs) It's wrong. It's it's you know the way I found out. The way I found out how sexual health worked in the UK. It was so traumatizing to me. But later on, I realized how good it was. I had sex with a guy, and in the next day, he messaged me saying. Hey, I just been diagnosed with gonorrhea. Maybe she should go check herself. And I was oh, like, God. "What?" <laughs> I, you know, I, I it felt like I just died. You know, I was thinking, "My God, now I have, I have gonorrhea. What was always hap- going to happen with me? You know, it's, it's the end of me." And and then he said, "No, calm down. You know, just go to this place." He mentioned Dean Street, fifty six Dean Street. It is it's a really famous and really cool sexual health clinic here in London mm-hmm. and and I went there and and it was such a good experience I felt so happy because I went there they got, they, they explained me how to get tested because here testing is free you can do it once every three months and it's absolutely free they explained uh, to me that they they gave me a, a vaccine for the for gonorrhea uh, and they also gave, and they also did an HIV test, a rapid one, and also gave it in what else? And yeah, and that was it basically. So I felt so held by them, you know. I felt like so welcome. Um, the way I found out about it, I was uh, it was my first time to see uh, to go out with a man, right? It was mm-hmm. uh, my first experience, and. Uh, like this whole thing, sex and stuff like that. I, I've never been with a man before. I didn't know what's happening and stuff like that. I didn't even have sex with this guy. And then I re- I found out that he had he had undetected HIV because I saw 
his prep somewhere on his cupboard or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I have uh, HIV now, that's it. Because uh, I made out with him that, I mean, I, I ran to, to the emergency. I was like, oh my God, like, what do I do? Like, uh, what's going on? Like, am I, and then she did a rapid test for me. She was like, you are okay. You go to Dean Street, <laughs> you, go, you go there. And this is the thing, you know, like there is no information. We don't know what's happening. Like we don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think now understanding what's happening. Yeah. I mean, like helping other people like to understand like this. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's too late. Yeah. It's the like information access and then also the stigmas that people are like fed yes. and that, I mean, also needing the information to break down the stigmas in addition to like, how do I access the healthcare? Both of that is so lacking. So I'm, I'm so excited to hear about the work you're doing. And, um, and also like from the standpoint of being in the US who, where our health system is just like a mess. And we always hear about the UK is like, it's the, it's the place. It's like you have universal healthcare, but like, it still sounds like hard to navigate especially if you've immigrated mm -hmm. there and you mm -hmm. don't have the tools to navigate the process. It's not like this perfect setup. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, to be honest, if you don't know uh, people here, if you don't know the language, if you, it, it's quite difficult to, to, to know what's happening because mm -hmm. like, as if you are a refugee here, like you have this always, this fear in you like going to the clinic or going to to the hospital, they will report you to, to the home office and home office will be deporting you back home. So what, what you do, like you, you keep like not going there and then like mm -hmm. you, you keep not uh, doing anything about it until yeah. it's too late and then you don't know what's happening. Yeah, but that's what you said, Ali, is the belief you know, because yeah. the fact is that you can actually access sexual health for free if you're a migrant. It doesn't matter. You know, you can also go to the GP for free. It doesn't matter. Just as I said, the secondary care, which is when you referred that then they start making research under your name and trying to find out if you are entitled to have the that that level of help or not. You know, yeah. another thing that I think that's really important for us to say, especially for the people living in the UK and in London, there are migrants, um, is that there, there are five main, main services that the sexual health clinic can offer. One is testing. Uh, testing can be in two forms. You can go there and get yourself tested. They will test you for HIV, chlamydia, gonorrhea, and, and syphilis. Or you can order a test kit that to me is like Disneyland in a yeah. box. You know, they, they, <laughs> they, they, they send you they send you a test kit to your home. When I first got that, I was like, wow, how can that exist, you know? And then you open the box, they had the place for you to collect your blood, you collect your own blood with a mm. finger prick, you yeah. know, you prick your finger and then you, they, they call you milk your finger and you feel oh. this uh, tiny tube. Then, then you also have two swabs, one for your throat and one for your rectum. If you're a woman, you get one for your vagina as well. Mm -hmm. If you're a woman or if you're born with a vagina. Mm -hmm. And also, in anyway, and then you have also the, the urine sample that you give to them. You put, put everything that everything in a box, 
and you po put that in the post box office and then the results come back to you on a text message and that's free and you can have auto that once every three months another thing that they offer that's and, uh, sorry just to add uh, beside it's free it's quite discreet as well because mm -hmm. because there's also this thing here um if you are a migrant and a bisexual man as well i think mm -hmm. people like uh, if, if someone says i'm a bisexual like bisexuals problem is like even bigger than gay men because gay men mm -hmm. they are like okay fine i am gay i will go i don't care mm -hmm. people can see me and stuff like that and then if if there is a migrant and who is a bisexual i think this is the best way for them to order the kit and then like it's very discreet you put it you you send mm -hmm. it to the box you put it in the box uh, mailbox and then you send it off to the yeah it's a very discreet clinic. service i was just gonna say wow it feels like we're living in the future already <laughs> it's so fantastic. Right? This it this is... test kit is beyond me. I love it. I it's, swear it's... by it. You know, it could be knock at people's door to tell the world of the home test kit. Yeah. You know, because I just love it. And the I other thing, personally, oh, yeah, I have personally used it. Like uh, whenever I need, I, I mean, I wanted. Uh, I just text them, and then it's very quick. It comes like in a wow. couple of days. You do yes. it, and then they will let you know. You just log in online, and they will tell you all the results, what's happening, wow. and then it's quite yeah. nice. Like very, That's very, a good point. very good. Because the way you access it is through a website. You just go to this website called shl.co.uk, mm -hmm. and then you put your postcode. The postcode is basically where you live, and and then you give your address so they can send it to you, and that's it. That's you know. so that's so great. Yeah, and like when you receive it, is it in like discreet packaging? Yeah, mm -hmm. all white, all white, rectangular. Feels like um, yeah, it's a, it could fit in a post box. Yeah. So it, like takes out so, some of the shame element for some people. Yeah. 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 I think it's uh, it's this it's really good. It's just like a small box. It mm -hmm. comes. You just. I mean, even they tell you, or you can, um, they have online video. Mm -hmm. You sit down, they tell you like how to use it, like the blood, you you take a shower, so you have a warm hand, the blood comes in there, you put like 18 drops or something like that. Yeah. For your HIV test thingy, um, um, for your HIV test and for the rectal and stuff, like they have everything in it. And right. you, you just put it and then you send it off. Pedro? So the other ones, <laughs> we also have something called PrEP that I start to talk about it, which is a medicine that you take every day, or you can take it event-based as well, which is when you take two, two pills, two PrEPs, two to 24 hours before you have sex, then you have another pill 24 hours after the first one, and then another one 48 hours after the first one. It's a um, bit complicated, so I, so I will also ask you if that's all right to put a link in the end on the descriptions so people that are interested in event-based prep, they can read. It's much easier yeah, to understand definitely. that than just listening. Uh, actually, my doctor was trying to get me on prep, and I was like, so another pill I'm going to have to take daily. But then I was like, I'm hearing about this event-based one, and I consider myself fairly well-informed. So this is like, whoa, we, we really are living in the future. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, but the good thing about PrEP in, in, in UK, it's all free. 
like you go, mm -hmm. you get it, and it's it's all free. I was talking. We were doing an outreach uh, um, in Soho last week. Uh, they were doing a rapid test, and I was volunteering for this um, another NGO organization. I was talking to this guy. This guy, he was telling me he's been taking it for seven years, and then before. Um, he used to pay 500 pounds every month mm -hmm. for 30 pills, like to get it and then to have it every day. And now you go, they give you the supply for six months and like you can take it every day and and it's all for free, which is, it's a luggerious. If you are sexually... It's luxury. It's, you're yeah. right. It's a luxury because I take it every day. You know, and I and and they and I just go to the clinic and they give it for free to me, and it's it's as simple as that. You know, another thing that is important to talk is about treatment. If you arrive in the country and you are HIV positive, you're migrant arrived, and you know that, just go to the clinic. You know, even if you're not legal, talk about your HIV status with them. They're gonna continue the treatment. Nowadays, we have something called U equals U. That's how we call it here in the UK to talk about undetectable equals untransmissible, which is when your viral load is so, your HIV viral load is so low in your body that you cannot transmit the virus sexually. So let's say that my husband is HIV positive and I'm HIV negative, but I know he's HIV undetectable. That means that we can have sex without condoms and and i'm i'm 100 sure that i won't get hiv through sex so that is a uh, something that is offered here another thing that is offered here that i recently used myself is sti treatment so sexual transmitted infections are treated for free as well recently i got chlamydia shame on me you know no shame actually no shame. It was, yeah it, worked it happens it, it worked it <laughs> and and then i went there I, they they gave me the antibiotics, they gave me all the treatment and I, and it was my turn to message my sex partners, you know, Hey, you know, maybe you've been diagnosed with chlamydia, go check yourself, you know? So, so that is great because then you have this, uh, you can rely on the services to take care of your, uh, to treat yourself as well. Yeah. So that's I also covert. Yeah, I think about the antibiotic thing. When you go to a sexual and then you do the testing and stuff there, they will give you the uh, drugs for free. Uh, yes. But you go to a GP and if they refer you to a um, pharmacy or something, you have to pay there. But mm. like I think for when you go to a sexual health, um, I personally went there, I had uh, some problem with my test color. It wasn't um, sexual transmitted or anything but usually when you go to to the sexual health clinic they did all my testing everything and then they recommended that drug and then she said you take it she gave me for free i was like surprised because i was like really <laughs> I usually yeah you're like what's the catch <laughs> yeah. okay. so it's because i went to dean street um mm. in, uh, in london in soho there's uh, dean street is uh, a clinic it's uh, dedicated for sexual health and it's very funny so i went there they gave me yeah even the drug for free the antibiotic that's great mm -hmm. and something that came to mind like when you were talking about the home testing kits i think that's great because there's often lacking um like not very many resources in more rural areas or 
places like outside of the major cities. So maybe that helps too. Yeah, yeah. everywhere in the UK, everywhere that I know, I can't say for sure, but everywhere that I know in the UK have access to health test kits. Um, I think this one become a bit more popular. This is where I heard about it. Um, it was during the pandemic. So mm. they started to, um, like, yeah, people, they started to send uh, the kids to the uh, homes and people, they used to take it. Yeah, they they send it off and then they will let you know what's happening. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's a good service. So I was just thinking about earlier when you mentioned that the, uh, the pneumonia diagnosis was one of the reasons they found out about uh, their HIV diagnosis. Um, that's, that is like the most typical story of mm. all the HIV stories I've heard, like people yeah. finding out because like most young people don't regularly go see a doctor for a lot of reasons because, you know, they're young, they're healthy or they just never had need to. And so it's always good to hear that, pe that it's changing, you know? Yeah. And, mm. and I still hear these stories like, Oh, I went in because I had this really like long lasting thing or I thought I had COVID, but turns out HIV or mm. it's, it's, it's much better to find out through a test and find out early because yeah. you can save yourself so much heartache. And I think, I think the role of QMM, it's like, get, it comes to play. It's the, the outreach that we do, like mm -hmm. we make yeah. it like understand people i mean i um one of the things that i i do with the pedro and the qmm uh, on um, uh, on grinder mm -hmm. uh, or on scruff i just text people oh hey we have this if you want any questions Amazing. if you have any questions yeah. and stuff like that you can say i mean there are many people they they come back to me and they're like oh who are you this, this, yeah. this Sending it to me. Like, I'm not a migrant. <laughs> I'm not a migrant. I don't know this. But there are other people that are very interested. They are like, oh my God, uh, this is very uh, helpful. Where do I get this? Like, I need more condom. We send them the link, like, where do you get the free condom? And, like, where do you get the test? Where do they get the kit? I mean, it's always um, good to advocate for. Um, testing like and testing like there is nothing to be ashamed about testing you know like we all have our kind of you know like growing up in iraq sex the even talking about sex is a taboo and imagine <laughs> if you are talking about sex yeah. and then you are telling someone oh i am queer oh and i have to go to do the test oh my god like you're yeah <laughs> Just piling so it on. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because it becomes so part of us that even now, you know, we were so sex positive in the way we work that I said, shame on me for having chlamydia, you know. It's it's something that embarrasses. It's embarrassing, even though that it's like saying, oh, I have a flu. I go to work with a flu. Why can't I go to work with a chlamydia, you know? Like, it's an infection, you know, that can be transmitted, like, like COVID, for example, you know, yeah. but the stigma they attached, you know, like for example, stigma. I don't have, um, I don't have HIV, but I, 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 I advocate a lot. I'm a big ally of of trying to end the stigma with uh, regarding HIV because yeah. there is a lot of fear, and I don't know if you went through that, Ali, when doing uh, testing, outreach, and testing, 
sometimes you say, hey, we're offering HIV tests and, and they react like, I don't have HIV, again, as if it's mm -hmm. an insult, you know, and, and I'm right. thinking, wow, we're, we're in 2021, you know, we yeah. have test kits that arrive at our home, as you said, we are in the future, we have event-based prep, and people are mm -hmm. still, we have undetectable, we know we have this knowledge now, it's scientifically proven, it's everywhere, and we still have people that are so afraid, you know, like, I understand that because just like as Ali said, I've had sex with someone that was undetectable and I didn't know and I was afraid. But again, as Ali said, the, the role of QMM is to inform people before they have to go through those fears, through this anxiety, through this shame, you know, because when you get a piece of paper, which is the resource we give around and you scan, there you can find all the information. Guys, if you're listening you were listening otherwise you know <laughs> guys you for you guys listening you're gonna see in the description or whatever uh whatever the the, the our website you know and and this website we have the breakdown you know how to access the free test how to access the free prep you know where to contact you know if you don't know the language the websites are translated in five languages spanish portuguese arabic um, Polish and and Mandarin. Actually, Polish is almost there. It's not there yet, but but uh, and and you we have the people to help you access those services in London because we can do the translation for you. You can be the bridge uh, for the services as well. Um, I just want to add, there, Pedro. You forgot to to. There is also one of the preventions. Um, you you can get the free condoms online. They can send you free condoms. Um, there is a website. What, what is the website exactly? Q, uh, it's queerhealth.info slash QMM. Yes. So you you go on the website and then you put your address and they will send you lube and um, condoms. Uh, condoms. Just oh, this wow. is another way of prevention. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's, yeah, I mean, this yeah. is one of... Um, the other, uh, I mean, I, I work, uh, I volunteer with another uh, NGO, mm -hmm. uh, with another small charity. When we go, we give out condoms. And then sometimes people, they're like, mm, what is this? Should we take it? Should we not take it? But I mean, like mm -hmm. later when they know, like it's, we say, we talk about it, oh, it's for prevention and stuff. And again, also there, when I see Middle Eastern people, I mean, you see from their look, I know them, you know, like you see, they're like, oh, no, no, no. And I'm like, no, but it's, uh, you know, you, you never know what when you need it. And uh, it's perfect for uh, um, protecting, protecting yourself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we have that one as well. But if you forget the condoms and you, and you have, um, if you have condomless sex and you're not sure if this person is um, the, the HIV status of this person, you can always go to the sexual health clinic or to an emergency and ask for PEP, yeah. which is post-exposure prophylaxis. PEP is a medicine that you have to take within three days after the, possi the possible transmission. And if you start taking this medicine uh, and you take it correctly, 28 days of it, if you start taking it within three days and you take it for the 28 days, the chances of you contracting HIV is lower than 99%. Wow. 
So that's also free. That's also offered um, uh, on the NHS for everyone. You know, so there's so many tools out there. So basically, to summarize, we have PrEP, we have PEP, we have free condoms, we have free testing. I mean, PrEP and PEP are free as well, but anyway. And we have the understanding that treatment for HIV is free and you can become undetectable if you have the treatment correctly. On top of that, the sexual health clinics will give you for free Hep B vaccination and HPV vaccination. This information is what we want our fellow migrants to know, you know, because it's really important that they know it so they can act, they can take care of themselves. Because honestly, I feel like I, I feel so good about going there, getting my medicine. I feel so good when I take, it's like self-care, you know, it's like, you know, when you take care of your skin or you right, have a haircut yeah. or you go to a sexual health clinic, you know, I feel so empowered. That's the word. I feel so empowered of my sex life, you know, and I think that's such um, a good feeling to have. Right. Because you, you have the control over yourself and you're also like, okay, I, it's a reminder, like no one else is going to advocate for you as much as yourself. And like having that information is so key to be able to do that and take care of yourself. And during this conversation, I learned about the gonorrhea vaccine. I honestly didn't know that was No, but I don't, um, I don't sorry, it's not a gonorrhea yeah. vaccine. It was a, um, a antibiotic vaccine to fight to- Oh, to yeah, see, I didn't even know gonorrhea. about that. I didn't know about PEP, to be honest. Um, so this is, yeah, this, this is so informative. Um, and you equal you is very important as well. Very important. You equal you is, and uh, what was it, Pedro? Well, PrEP, PEP, yeah. uh, undetectable equals untransmissible. Yes. That's um, you, because you, yeah. But also the, the project we're doing, if you have like, for example, if you have housing issues, if you arrive in the country and you, you, were, you were homeless, we can signpost, we won't, we won't offer you the service, but you can signpost you to services in which they can offer you housing or they can look at your case if, you, if you're if seeking for asyl asylum? Asylum, asylum. How do you yeah. uh -huh. asylum. yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. And also, if you, if you feel like you need counseling or any sort of therapy, talking therapy, we can also signpost you for services in London that offer this, uh, this for, uh, therapy for free or very affordable therapy. So we try to really support the migrant community in the mental health capacity, in the general health capacity, and in the sexual health as well. So like, even if, they, if the person doesn't meet your specific niche, um, you'll still try to help? Yes, yes. Like you'll re you have the resource or the referrals we, ready. Yes, we is, have the referrals ready. Mm -hmm. This is, I'm so happy to get to connect with you. This is an, an amazing project. Thank you for everything you're doing. Um, I saw, I also saw that you have like online events. Yes, we are about to start doing this, these events. Um, basically, what we, our goal is to have conversations. As we, as we said, one of the biggest challenges is accessing this information in your language, in the language you speak. Right now, for example, we're giving all this information and I'm sure lots of people will benefit from it. But all of the people that will benefit from it are able to speak English, you know. 
So the whole idea of these live events is to make these events all in a foreign, foreign language. For example, when I do this event, it will be in Portuguese and I'll have a, a friend of mine or someone I know or, or someone that has uh, experience, lived experience of being a migrant in London to talk to in Portuguese about uh, how, how was it for him when, or, or her or they when they arrived how was it for them when uh, accessing sexual health services? If there was any fear involved, uh, if the service were able, was able to help them. So we were exploring uh, those five topics that we mentioned here in a conversational way, you know, in a very experience-based uh, way, you know, experiential way. And when Ali does that, it will be all in Arabic, for example, and we have different languages. You're not doing that, Ali. <laughs> have a point yeah yeah now. sure sure yeah, yeah. you're like oh okay <laughs> oh all right another, another there's, way. A, there's something else that i'm doing okay <laughs> i'm not getting paid for any of this <laughs> i mean what's one more responsibility i know yeah, yeah. i yeah and it, it's so it, i know it makes such a difference for someone from the same culture or like similar culture just freely talk about something and it's oh well mm -hmm. they're they're talking about it like maybe it's okay for me to it really makes it easier to talk about because like i it's it's difficult like when you're approaching somebody who's from a different culture who doesn't have the same experiences to ask them like these extremely personal questions whereas if you've got somebody who looks like you or is talking the same language as you has the same experiences as you and it's, it makes it a lot easier because you're like yeah this person knows what's up this person knows knows how to talk about this i mean they're not going to look at me like i'm an idiot you know mm. yeah i think mm. i think it's all about uh, representation mm. when you see someone that there is representing you or talk like coming from your culture and they have the same kind of experience that you are going through or they understand what you are going through it's quite important um, to have that and that's why i mean I'm quite uh, lucky and happy to be part of this uh, project because it's it's like for me, I, I always love to see wherever I go to see a representation of someone, for example, Middle Eastern, that's if they are doing any show on TV or there is any movie or something. It's always cool to see like someone your way. And then I want to be that one for uh, pe people who are- You are, are a great uh, activist. You are doing it. Thank you. No, I mean, and hey, yeah. and hey, you're on a podcast now. See? Yes. Representation, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And thank you That's guys so for great. giving us this opportunity to talk about this. And um, hopefully, hopefully some people um, can, can hear and then they will have the courage and just to move forward and then to... Mm -hmm. We have a lot of listeners. I've noticed a lot in the in the UK, in the UK. So yeah. like this will be really good for people to hear and whether it's useful for them firsthand or useful to, for them to like pass on the knowledge or information mm -hmm. to others. Yeah, be, yeah to be yeah. honest, like for me, um, the first thing like this is the way how I found about the queer Arab. I was like, okay, fine. I need something queer. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be Arabic, like, uh -huh. like people that I would uh, relate to and stuff. So when I found about it, I was so happy 
because I was like, oh my God, there is someone, uh, like there's some people that they are talking our same language and uh, we can, because whether you like it or not, we have people here. I know so many people here They are coming from my culture, but they, are, they don't understand. They live the same culture from back home. It's quite cool and nice to have, you know, your group and then find that your voice can be heard and... Ellie and I weren't finding... We, we were typing in like queer Arabs in Google and just not seeing anything at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this has been such a nice way to connect with others. You're so used to separating certain parts of your identity. Like, okay, in this space, I can be Arab. In this space, mm -hmm. I can be queer, but not together, usually. I think, yeah, I think it's always like quite difficult. Like for me, I'm talking about my personal uh, experience. I think being queer... Um, going through this whole thing I'm still struggling with understanding like yeah. like not being ashamed like just go for it I have all this culture mm -hmm. from my background that in my head they are saying oh wrong 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 and then I am yeah. trying to get to go yeah. through it and then say oh you know like you are just living your own life and this is your life mm -hmm. and then this is who you are and it's yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's quite difficult and quite struggle, but it's cool to have like uh, representation, the same kind of people hanging out and seeing, finding. Um, yeah, I know. It's so it's so validating. Awesome. Um, so Pedro and Ali, how can people contact you or connect with you? So if they're gonna reach out for me, they can they can uh, out email me the uh, outreach at prepster dot info you will be on the website so it truly outreach so I'll repeat outreach at prepster.info if you want to put the subjects like Q qmm support or just put your questions there we'll be able to answer you can send it any language you want it will surely find someone to check that and to be able to communicate with you and we also have our um, facebook page is uh ting prepster at ting prepster it's both also on twitter and on Instagram, and yeah, and that's it for and my side. I want to add one thing. Um, even if you are not, um, like if you know someone who is queer and they don't know about this service, you can just mention it to them and they can go from there and then they can contact us and we can be there. Also, if you are speaking any language, you can always send us an email and to be part of uh, the volunteering. So it Thank you, fun. Ali. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. That's so important. <laughs> These two things you said are very important. You know, come volunteer with us. If you, if you live in London and if you think that it's, it's the right uh, thing for you to do, come we'll be we'll be happy to help you yeah also if you if you are not living in london if you are elsewhere and then if you know someone in london who who knows someone who knows someone yeah. i mean like honestly word of like mouth this, yeah word of mouth like this uh, like saving one person's life it's it, it, like it's it's amazing it's 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 not um something that you you can hesitate about it you basically you are saving someone's life from protecting them from getting yeah it's so rewarding truly is on we're doing that net reach which is on grinder as you said sometimes people say oh i just been to the the sexual health clinic and they gave me prep thank you so much for letting me know about it oh good 
it it just fills your heart you know it's just like yes they're doing and that what you said earlier again is really important because sometimes you are not a migrant you listen to the podcast but you're not a migrant you know every all this information maybe if you ever come across your migrant you know talk to your friends about your sexuality i know it's hard to do it but just you know a hint it's just a je ne sais quoi you know the, yeah of, <laughs> of your of your sexual health yeah such important work yeah like you said just getting one person giving that feedback it reminds you like this is why we do it peer support is as important as this project uh, the, the support this project keeps so, mm. yeah. sometimes people they will say oh my god like we don't uh, we don't do that we don't have sex and i get that a lot like we don't have yeah. sex sex is a but like when they have the information when they have sex uh-huh. they can, you know, exactly they yeah <laughs> yeah it just yeah, gets they, it in their head. It plants yes. the seed to okay. know, like, yeah. okay, if I yes. go that route and I become sexually active, like, it's not the worst thing in the world. There are these yeah, yeah, resources, yeah. yes. So, yeah, it's quite uh, uh, rewarding and important. And if you see us on uh, Grinder or Scruff, don't block us. <laughs> <laughs> Because, no because I get so many people. I am not a migrant. Leave me alone. Or like, uh, you be oh like I don't know this guy. But they are also, to be honest, there they are people that are like, oh, thank you so much. I want to come and give you a hug. Oh, I'm like, I love wow, it. on Grindr, I'm getting a hug. Yeah, that's really wholesome. <laughs> I love that. So, Grindr yeah, is good for many things. Yeah. The wholesome yeah. Grindr is the best. <laughs> <laughs> It should be a t-shirt. It might not, the name of our next project. Yeah. Oh, that's really cute. That's really cute. We will. Uh, we will put. Uh, I'm. I'm guessing we can put all the information in the description of this podcast yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you didn't get, catch anything, you can always go through yeah. that description and then you can find it there perfect yeah, yeah well, thank I'm you all that. so 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 much for this space it was so nice talking thank to you, you.